Welcome to Hastings Outdoors, your podcast for hunting, fishing, conservation, and more. Straight from the Mississippi Flyway to your hearts. Let's go! And I'm back, everybody. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hastings Outdoors. I am your host coming to you not live at all from the Dream Building Garage, the garage where dreams are made, the Adventure Building Garage, my garage, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Please come in and make yourselves at home. Kick your feet off, unless your feet stink, then keep your shoes on. Uh, kick your feet up, get relaxed, get comfortable, all that good stuff, and buckle up for this ridiculous ride that is Hastings Outdoors. I hope everyone thus far is having a good day, good week, good month, good year, all that jazz. Uh, uh, wishing you all the best. I hope things are are going well. And I, I for you waterfowlers out there, I hope that you're hanging in there. I know, I know, I know it's tough. I know it's hard, but I promise we can get through this together. We just have to lean on one another, keep ourselves occupied. And you know, if you need a shoulder to cry on, I'm sorry, that's just, that's too far. If you need a shoulder to cry on, then no, I disregard, but season is approaching. Hang on. It's coming. It's going to happen. Just, just got to ride it out. Uh, Things I uh, try to do to keep myself occupied and and not going crazy, waiting for the season to open. Um, yeah, try to go fishing as much as possible. Try to work on projects for the upcoming season and keep myself busy. It's hard. I miss it too. But we shall, and I promise this, we shall persevere through this struggle, through this hard time, and we shall come out on the other side, hopefully, fingers crossed, successful. All right, guys, I can't do that crap anymore. Welcome. <clears throat> um, it is officially the end of my work week. I am super excited about that, and I'm not saying that to brag. If you're listening to this at work, um, as always, hang in there. You got this. Um, but uh, thanks thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, I wish, you know, guys, life has been absolutely hectic lately, and I wish that I could um, say that I got, I got some more stuff done and some more information for you as far as patterning the shotgun. And yeah, um, I wish I had another update for the outboard situation for the dragonfly. And there's other stuff that I really wanted to get to. And I've been trying to get to, but it seems like, it seems like here lately, I've just been ridiculously busy trying to keep up on things, trying to uh, get stuff accomplished and and take care of uh, responsibilities outside of my own personal uh, activities, hobbies, interests, and so on. Um, it seems like uh, with homeownership and and just life in general, there's always something to that needs needs some maintenance, needs some fixing, needs whatever. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, <clears throat> I wish it wasn't. I wish that wasn't the case, but unfortunately, we don't have enough time in the day to do everything. So. <clears throat> I do apologize, but hang in there. If you, I, I'm sure that all three of you are waiting for, <laughs> are waiting for updates on me patterning that shotgun. 
Oh man, if you can't make fun of yourself, then um, I don't know. Personally, I think if you can't laugh at yourself once in a while, if you can't see the humor in life, um, it, then you're probably taking yourself way too seriously. It's just, oh man, life's a journey. It's not a job. So uh, kick back, uh, enjoy the view. And if you don't have a good view to enjoy, then you know what? Uh, make that a goal. But uh, learn to laugh at yourself. Learn to not only be your 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 own critic, but also to be your uh, your number one fan club. Um, and also uh, keep things in perspective and, and keep in touch with reality so that uh, you're not taking yourself way too serious. And I think, uh, I think ego is a good thing to an extent, but ego that is left unchecked is a, a dangerous, dangerous, it's a dangerous thing, guys. I don't know why I was talking like this. It's a dangerous thing, and um, you really need to um, broaden your horizons, uh, try to find a different perspective on, on a lot of things, and really just don't get so stuck in a rut and taking yourself so serious. Um, so for all three of you, like I said, that are listening to this, uh, if you know somebody, spread the word. All right. So, um, oh, let's see what is on the list of awesome things to discuss or it's not really a discussion. It's more of me just talking. Uh, what's on the list of awesome things to talk about today? Yep. Well, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything lined up guys. Um, I'm just, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got too much going on. I really do. No, I take that back. And I know, I know that sounds kind of crazy that I just contradicted myself, but Hey, uh, like I said, keep that ego in check, <clears throat> keep yourself honest. And if you can't do that, find someone who will. And, uh, uh, fortunate or, uh, uh, hopefully I should say it's someone that loves you and can do it in a semi kind and respectful manner. If not, then, uh, I guess tough love is better than none, but, um, sorry, I'm shuffling my lack of notes here. So on the horizon, I, I will give you guys this little bit of uh, a heads up information, whatever, a preview, whatever you want to. Um, one topic I, I plan to do or cover just a little bit, talk about whatever, excuse me. That was a weird hiccup burp thing. Yeah. Anywho. So, uh, one topic I, I do plan to address, discuss, talk about, rant about whatever you want to call it is, um, kind of a survival thought plan idea, whatever on um and and i'm not talking survival like a a a true survivalist situation where you're shipwrecked on a, uh an island and you have to start from scratch making tools making fire shelter all that. no i'm not talking about like you know sur whatever that is you know i'm talking about survival from the aspect of you find yourself in a, a hunting situation or uh whatever it may be you're on a trip you're hunting fishing solo packing whatever it is um you find yourself in the middle of nowhere alone whilst uh, trying to do outdoor stuff and uh, 
you know, the crap hits the fan. What do you do? And I'm, I am no, and, and I'm by no means an absolute authority on this topic. And I rely heavily on the information of others for many things. Uh, I, I try never to rely on my own, my own thoughts, knowledge, and information because I'm, I'm not the first to do it. And if there's experience I can learn from, then I am all on board with that. Uh, I'd rather learn from someone else's experience than screw up and um, reap the consequences of my own pride. But so um, just a discussion or t- it's not, I keep saying discussion. I, maybe I just need to have a guest on the podcast. Maybe that's it, guys. Uh, maybe my podcast is getting a little lonely. Anywho, so a, a podcast about um, what to do, and this isn't the end all and be all of uh, how to, but uh, things, things you can do in certain situations that can really uh, help you um, potentially save your life, that kind of thing. So um, we'll just call it hunting survival. And uh, that's coming up. Um, I, I really, I really need to um, gather some research and some information to make sure I'm not not telling you you something that isn't isn't helpful or misleading you in any way. As I said, not relying on my own my own knowledge or wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a lot of a lot of the information I've learned, I, I simply. Uh, researched, found information, learned from other people, gathered it along the way, collected it, compressed it, and here you go. So, yeah, some more research is needed on that. And um, another topic, guys, and I, a big apology for this one. I've been so stinking busy that I have, uh, I've really neglected to get this one done. But the uh, episode I want to do about... uh, ultra budget fishing for the beginner and um just and and this is this is specifically targeted towards um someone who may want to try fishing they don't have the opportunity to go with someone they don't know someone they can go with that kind of thing and they're they're wanting to uh just uh, step out on their own try it and see what they can do and that kind of thing much like i did with uh duck hunting but Uh, My version of the ultra budget fishing uh, startup plan, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've been I've been severely slacking on that. And I do apologize. Like I said, guys, I I'm only human and I have a lot of irons in the fire. And I wish all of those irons were really cool stuff like, oh, man, I'm working on this boat. I've got this this cool uh whatever you you know i've got this awesome sweet hummingbird helix or whatever i'm, I'm installing and, and linking up to my my uh trolling motor and all this stuff now i wish that was the case or oh i'm planning this sweet south dakota hunt you know i i wish that was the case but unfortunately it's just normal life stuff and uh yeah it's it's a constant juggle but you know what put me in the circus because i'm keeping those balls in the air you know what i'm saying does that make me a clown would that would that make me a clown? Well, I guess I'm a clown then. So the the ultra budget uh, fishing episode is is still on the way, and I, I do apologize if if like I said, if one of you three listening was waiting for that, um, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's on the way. 
and I'll try to get that out sooner rather than later. Um, especially, uh, at least, at least for the, uh, Northern hemisphere before summer is completely gone, which, I mean, you can still fish cold weather, but it, it it's, it's a lot different. It's a different ball game. It's a lot easier in warmer weather. Um, so that's on the horizon guys. It is in the works. Um, it's, I, I, I've researched some, some options as far as like fishing poles go and stuff like that. I've got a general idea and, and this is mostly so I apologize. I'm not going to cover all species fishing with this. So this topic, you know what? Let's just dive into it. How's that sound? Instead of, instead of doing a preview, instead of putting it off any further, I've got a little bit of time right now. Let's just dive into it and get you guys that information. So a lot of the information I am going to give you as far as uh, gear and, and relative pricing is straight from Walmart, the, you know, I know there's this whole blah, blah, blah about big box stores. And I get it, you know, ideally shop local when you can, but at the same time, um, it's not always, it's not always the, uh, most economic and, uh, realistically speaking, there's, there's not that many bait shops left because of stores like this. So at the end of the day, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, it doesn't make any sense to drive an hour to go to one mom and pop shop, uh, economically speaking, even though I support small businesses and, and love to support small businesses and local businesses. Um, sometimes guys, you just have to face the facts that the world we live in nowadays, um, that's what you get. So, and in an effort to, um, help as many people as possible, uh, you can order from Walmart online. And in most medium, medium and up sized towns will have a Walmart. Um, so that being said, uh, the, the, the reason, I don't know, I guess the reason I'm spending way too much time justifying my use of Walmart right now is because I want to help as many people as possible, um, with the most, uh, readily available in my opinion, outside of Amazon, um, for getting gear and that kind of thing. Uh, so in an effort to keep everything simple and easy, um, that's why. So, like I said, most of my information is coming from Walmart. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry if you don't like that. Well, I'm sorry. Um, okay. So as far as the, the ultra budget beginner's guide to fishing, um, I'm really going to discuss two species ish. Um, the one being bass fishing. Uh, that seems to be a ever growing, uh, um, activity, hobby, whatever you want to call it, uh, target species, uh, largemouth bass specifically and, uh, pan fishing. Now pan fishing covers, it, it kind of, uh, covers a variety of species so, um, you're talking about, um, sunfish, you know, bluegill, red ear, um, it could be rock bass. Uh, it just depends on what body of water you you have access to. Um, depending on the time of year and the location, it could be perch. Um, and, uh, also time year location, uh, time of the year, I should say in location, it could be crappie. Uh, I'm talking about bobber fishing for panfish. And, um, I will throw in some other options as far as, uh, what, I, you know, uh, 
active fishing versus passive fishing like a bobber. Um, so you can, um, you can try, you know, actively fishing for panfish, but, um, bear with me one second, guys. I'm trying to, trying to open all these tabs and make sure I have information, but, um, so a couple of different styles of pan fishing and then also bass fishing and, um, bear with me here, guys. There's not a whole lot of information about this, this combo right here. Uh, specifically the action of the rod is what I'm looking for and I'm not seeing it anywhere. Um, I am going to ballpark that this is a medium action. That's what I'm going to go with here, guys. Um, but then again, I, I may be completely wrong on that. Yeah, I don't know on this one. All right, so let's dive into it. And we, uh, we're going to start with bass. And I am no bass expert. I have no Kevin Van Dam. I, I know how to catch a bass on a relatively regular basis. Uh, I wouldn't say I could go out and win any tournament I entered, but I, I know enough to get you going. Yeah. So for what it's worth, uh, yeah. Pardon me while I get a quick drink. Gotta wet my whistle. Anywho, um, so bass fishing and, and this... The only, the only real difference I will say, um, for, uh, the gear is really going to be the tackle. Um, you don't really need to get too hung up on the action of the rod per se for just getting your, your toes in the water. Um, it's not that important yet. But uh, that the more you progress with fishing, the more you'll realize the difference and, and you can take advantage of that and use it accordingly. But at just at face value, um, you decide, hey, I'm going to dive into this. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go do it myself, whatever. Uh, for the uh, up and starters, the go getters, um, don't worry too much about the action. Now, I will say for if you if you just want to go out and throw a lure for bass. If you just want to go out and throw a, a bobber with a red worm or something for crappie or not crappie for bluegill, uh, if you want to go throw a, um, a beetle spin, and I'm going to talk about all this stuff here momentarily, guys. If you want to go throw out a beetle spin for, um, you know, crappie, bluegill, that kind of thing, panfish, um, a medium action, in my opinion, you know, everyone's got their own thoughts and ideas on this, but a medium action rod is all you really need um, so that being said my top pick from the wonderful walmart inventory the emporium of chinesium materials um is the lose hank parker spinning combo and on the website it comes in at 24 dollars 84 don't forget your sales tax on that if you live in a state that has that um but uh, a, a little breakdown now um it's a spinning combo and the, the reason i go with spinning is because bait casters it it's a little tricky to learn um who knows maybe maybe you'd pick it up easy but i know with uh relative uh assurity and confidence that most people 
will be able to pick up a spinning reel a lot faster than a, a baitcaster reel. So that's why I'm going with a spin combo. And so just, just some quick features off the website about this, this rod and reel combo. And one, one quick thing, let me try to find a skew for you guys. If you guys are, are really, really interested in this, um, this, this idea or trying to get out there and go fishing. Like I said, it's $24 and 84 cents. And, um, there were cheaper options guys, but I, I seriously don't recommend it. I don't recommend them at all. Uh, because they, they, you don't want to go too cheap because you'll end up regretting it. Uh, just like I did with that shotgun I bought, the Charles Daly 601. I went ultra cheap just to dip my toes in the water and see if I liked it. Uh, I liked waterfowl hunting. I loved waterfowl hunting. And um, yeah, that I ended up having to replace that shotgun in less than a year. So I, I apologize, guys. I am not finding a skew or item number. But I will give you the uh, manufacturer's model number. If that, well, what is that? That doesn't, hang on a second. If you guys have ever used Walmart's website, it's less than, than ideal, I would say, in my opinion. Okay, so the manufacturer part number is HPA2060M-2D. So there's that. So it is a um, two-piece, six-foot medium action uh, graphite rod. Uh, it doesn't come with like a tons of ton of bells and whistles. It's it's your basic starter package. The real the real I will say is not that great. Um, it's a three bearing system, so it's not going to be uh, the Cadillac by any means. You're looking at a thirty year old thirty year old Toyota. As far as this reel goes, it's going to run, but it ain't going to it ain't going to do it pretty. Um, but it's enough to get you by. And so you're getting the rod and reel combo for twenty four dollars and eighty four cents. Um, this is a six foot medium action. Now, um, some might think this is a little bit of overkill as far as the stiffness of the rod, and that's what action is, by the way. Uh, basically, the stiffness of the rod, um, for lack of a better term, to simplify it as as easy as possible. That is um, my number one pick for uh, beginner bass fishing and even beginner pan fishing because a medium really isn't too heavy for pan fish and it is it is heavy enough for most bass um, most bass fishing most applications enough to get you started. Uh, there's a lot more you can dive into. Um, no pun intended there. I keep making these unintentional puns. I should just claim them, but um, there's a lot more you can get into as far as the technicality of it, but I'm not covering that um, maybe on a later date, but as of, as far as right now goes, um, not so much. Now, one other rod and reel combo I found, and I will say the rod is, it, it's really not that much, but I know this brand very well, and I know Lose very well. That's why I went with Lose first. I, I like their gear. Even their cheaper gear, even their lower-end gear is still pretty good stuff. Um, but uh, Walmart also carries um, Ugly Stick uh, rod and reel combos, and they do have a six foot six GX2 spinning uh, fish rod and reel combo by Ugly Stick. 
Now that is, it's over $20 more. It's $44.96 for that combo. Now that's, that's a little bit saltier. And what I feel, I, I, if, if you're wanting, I don't know, if you want something that's going to last you a long time, either of these will work. If you're wanting something different, if you want options, uh, the ugly sticks, a good way to go too. However, it's $20 more. And as far as the reel itself goes, it's still only a four bearing system. Whereas the, uh, the Hank Parker spinning combo from lose is a three bearing system. Yeah. You get one extra bearing, but you're also paying $20 more for it, but that's up to your budget to decide, not mine. Um, and as far as off the shelf, kind of ready to rock, those are the two I'd probably pick from. Um, that being said, um, let's dive into a little bit of the, the beginner guide to bass fishing and hang on guys. I gotta get back to, um, get back to Walmart here real quick. Um, one of the things I'd recommend for, especially this time of year, you know, summer ish season is. And even spring, and I mean, really all year to get you introduced to bass fishing is running a, a spinnerbait. Um, that's, I, I, I use that a lot to, as it's kind of my test lure to see, um, depending on how you work it, to see where the bass are, that kind of thing. And if I'm fishing from shore, I'm probably going to be using a spinnerbait or a worm. So, but if you check out Walmart if you're in the, the section, uh, uh, you know, the fishing area, um, they have spinner baits for a dollar a piece. They're super cheap. Uh, maybe they're a little bit more than a dollar a piece. I'm not sure, but they are dirt cheap lures. Um, they, they work great. I, I tend to go with blue and white. Um, I did try to find a green one and I also picked up a black one. Um, but, um, that is dirt cheap. Um, literally, I mean, a, a dollar change a piece and that will get you, that'll get you fishing for bass. And as far as how to work that lure goes, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think I have enough time to cover all that maybe in another episode, but as far as how, as far as working that lure, um, throw it up next to pads, throw it up by a dock, uh, uh you know, if nobody's swimming uh, next to a swimming platform, any kind of structure, just run that thing up next to it. Uh, nice and steady, not too fast, um, just enough to keep it moving in the water and keep that blade spinning. And um, you can learn from there and also check out YouTube for all that stuff. Um, so um, that's a quick, a quick guide of the spinner baits. Now you can, if you want to get creative, you can get a fluke or something like that and throw on there as a little bit of an added attractant. Um, but a spinnerbait by itself will work just fine. One thing to always keep in mind is if you're in your hurry to go fish, make sure you take the sticker off that thing. I've, I've, I haven't done it myself, but I've witnessed, um, I witnessed a buddy frantically tying one on and, uh, trying to fish and, um, forgot to take the sticker off of it. And, and, uh, the sticker happens to be right at the hook. So, um, yeah, you, you gotta remember to take that off. Um, so that's, that's, that's the first kind of go-to for, um, bass fishing. Um, the next one is going to be soft plastics, uh, especially for shore fishing guys. I'm talking from fishing from shore, maybe a swim pier, maybe a boat ramp, something like that. Uh, that's, I, that's really what I'm focused on is someone who doesn't have access to get on the water on a boat or something like that, or a kayak, whatever it may be. 
uh, fishing from shore and doing it on, like I said, the ultra budget. So the next, uh, next thing I would recommend is also at Walmart It is the yum brand. So Y U M plastic worm fishing, soft bait assortment. Now, if you look up that, look that up on the internet, as far as Walmart goes, it says it is $2 and 52 cents. That's, that's pretty cheap. And, um, I'm not sure how many you get with that. Um, I don't really see a count on here, but for shoot two two dollars and 52 cents, it's enough to get you going. And as far as hooks go for that, I am, I'm also, I'm, I'm not trying to, not trying to uh, cheat you guys here, but I'm also going to, uh, tell you guys, check out YouTube because there's a dozen ways to hook these different things depending on your situation and it's i feel like uh the, the hook setup for a soft plastic and the type of soft plastic is is very situational and it's a lot easier to see it and how to do it versus me telling you so hit up youtube and 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 just get on youtube and search for uh soft plastic hooks or um you know worm fishing for bass that kind of thing and and it should point you in the right direction so those are my top two go-to's for um your introduction to bass fishing and like i said check out youtube it'll point you in the right direction as far as where to do what and all that jazz as far as the actual technique of fishing goes um, i'm just trying to give you guys general information here so bear that in mind. It's not it's not an extensive overview, but a general general information. So um, just to recap for the bass section, we've got twenty four eighty four for the rod and reel, a dollar for the spinnerbait, and uh, two fifty two for the worms or soft plastics. So yeah, just to kind of recap the little bass section, guys. Um, so you've got. Uh, Roughly, uh, what would that be? About twenty nine dollars plus tax, um, and and I, you know, we'll add four dollars or or so in there just for hooks. So you're looking at roughly thirty three dollars out the door, ready to go try bass fishing. Um, that's that's really not that bad. And as always, uh, or like I said before, not as always. I'm not sure where that came from, but. Uh, like I said before, uh, check out YouTube, guys. It's a great resource. I've learned a lot of the stuff that I I practice frequently um, from uh, YouTube and just uh, searching my, you know, learning on my own and that kind of stuff. So for 30-ish bucks, there you go. You can get out there and try to catch a largemouth bass. Now, the flip side to this, or the not the flip side, the, oh my gosh. This is nuts. I am sorry, guys. Um, my daughter, God bless her. She came home uh, covered in chapstick uh, from someone at school, and now I have pink glitter all over my hands from trying to help wash her off. Oh, boy. Let's just hope my wife believes that chapstick story because there's glitter all over me. Anywho, back to the topic here. I'm sorry, I just noticed that, and I hate glitter. It is... It is a disease that must be eradicated. But um, so that, you know, the 30-ish dollars, that's that's the uh, go starter bare minimum or uh, go getter bare minimum, minimum, whatever you want to call it for uh, introductory to bass fishing, you know, bass 101 to get you going. And so 
uh, on the other species or, or style of fishing that um, um, I, I wanted to talk about, uh, pan fishing that is, I still recommend that uh, Lou's Hank Parker spinning combo for 2484 uh, just because it's, you're not at the, you know, if you're just trying to get your toes wet, you know, get into it a little bit, that kind of thing. You're not really, you don't need that much guys. Um, you don't need anything fancy and you don't need to worry about the action. Like I said, stick with medium action, uh, kind of, you're, you know, use it as, as a launch pad to get your mechanics down, learn techniques and get you out there and get you going. And once you once you uh, decide, well, hey, I really enjoy this. I want to dive into it deeper. Well, guess what? You already have a medium action spinning. Uh, you can use for bass and all kinds of stuff. And if you decide to, uh, you know, you really like catching a panfish or something like that, then you can look into the uh, the medium light action, the uh, light action, ultralight action, those kinds of things after the fact. And uh, you're not out a ton of money right off the bat. So you have a little bit of leverage and wiggle room there. Um, but so let's let's just dive into the whole pan fishing uh, dealio, here, dealio here. Now, I will say there are a couple of things. There's a little more to it as far as tackle and hardware goes for pan fishing, um, at least in my experience, in my opinion, that um, uh, will really get you... Uh, necessities for um pan fishing at least with a bobber uh for for right now um there's really three three essentials for bobber fishing obviously number one being um a bobber and then you need uh, uh some type of weight usually i always go with a split shot sinker or a split shot weight i'll get to that momentarily um and then a hook and the biggest, the biggest area um, I think people overlook or overthink, there's two, really two areas that I think are the biggest setback for uh, pan fishing and for people trying to get into fishing is one, they, there's a misconception that if you want to catch big fish, you have to get a massive giant rod and reel combo you have to get a massive bobber the size of a tennis ball. You have to get a massive hook that you could, um, you know, you, uh, you know, the size of a, a candy cane pretty much and tons of weight and all this stuff. And, and really guys, um, fishing, uh, for the most part is presentation. And so you want to go, in my opinion, in my experience, you want to use the least amount of tackle and hardware as possible to present, uh, with bobber fishing to present, Pre present present the bait to the fish and i'm not talking go super tiny teensy little hooks or anything like that but i'm uh I, i'm very specific with what i use and there's a reason for it and that's because when you're when you're uh i, I call bobber fishing passive fishing because um you're, you're casting bait out there and letting it sit uh, whereas with a lure or a uh, like a spinning uh, uh, spinning lure or a, a jerk bait or something like that, like an, a, a a body a body bait, a lure, whatever it is, 
uh, you're casting and retrieving, casting and retrieving, casting and retrieving. It's a it's a repetitive thing, and you're you're constantly doing something. Whereas with bobber fishing, you are casting and and basically letting it sit for a little bit. Um, if nothing happens, you can twitch it. Um, if nothing happens after that, then you're checking out a different location. But there are pauses in between, um, so that's why I call it. I, I tend to uh, think of it more as a passive approach. And, um, that's why I say that, but so what I recommend to get you going on, um, uh, I think I pulled up the wrong bobber here, guys. One second, but to get you going on pan fishing, uh, with a bobber. Now I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, two different styles here, but with a bobber, man, I, where is that at? Oh goodness, their their website is like I said, guys. It is less than ideal trying to find it. I think, I think that size will work just fine. I'll just have to adjust the uh, the weight of fuzz. So um, when I am pan fishing and stuff like that, uh, what I like to use normally is called a slip bobber. Now, just for ease of use, I'm not going to discuss slip bobbers. If you want to uh, look into that, because it's not as easy to um, kind of wrap your head around versus a spring bobber. So, and there's nothing wrong with spring bobber. I just like a slip bobber because uh, for certain applications of fishing, uh, I, I want to be able to adjust that depth uh, pretty deep. But if you're fishing from shore, uh, most of the time, you're not going to have um, a tremendous amount of depth within your casting range. Uh, in, in general, um, that's not an absolute, you're not going to have the most amount of depth. Uh, you're not really going to get past maybe four or five foot. And so a spring bobber is, is great for that. It's quick and easy to use. So the brand I recommend is till or thill. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. It's T H I L L. Uh, they are balsa wood, uh, bobbers. Um, they go, the description is, uh, thill, till, whatever it is. Uh, premium balsa weighted float, seven, eight inch, uh, oval and five and a half inch long spring. It's a spring bobber. Um, it is, uh, the ones I use are, uh, they're orange on top, black on the bottom, and there's a little weight on the bottom side of it above the spring. I like these weighted ones because, um, it, in my opinion, it, it makes it, uh, it makes it easier to, uh, for your bobber to stand up quicker. Um, now, once your bobber hits the water and I'm kind of, I'm kind of jumping ahead of fuzz here because it's important. Once your bobber hits the water, everything has to sink and, and hang beneath your bobber. So your bobber, uh, for pan fishing in general with a bobber, what you would do is, and I'll get into the, the hardware I'm suggesting here in a second or the tackle, I should say, um, you will take your bare line, nothing tight on it and you will tie on your hook and then above that about i'd say 8 to 12 inches you will apply a split shot weight to your line and then with this spring bobber above that above your weight you will attach this spring bobber to your line if you're working with a slip bobber if that's the way you want to go i use the same size bobber the same brand of bobber it's just a slip bobber versus a spring. Um, and there's a little bit of different stuff that you have to do to it. But if you are, if you're wanting to go the slip bobber route, you need a bobber stop 
which determines how much line is beneath your bobber. So the depth of your bait and, um, you would take your bare line, put the, uh, bobber stop on the line. It doesn't, you know, just give yourself enough room to tie stuff on. Really. You can adjust your depth later. And then after that, once I put my bobber stop on there, I will thread my bobber. Well, that was loud. I apologize guys. Uh, I will put my bobber on the line and then I will tie the hook on. And after I've tied the hook on, I've got my bobber stop on my bobber on and my hook on. Then I will apply the split shot weight that eight to 12 inches or so above my hook to the line. Anywho. So that's kind of the idea of it. And, um, like I said, the spring bobber is, it's not ideal for fishing too deep, uh, really. Uh, but that's not what you need when you're fishing from shore most of the time. And it, it's, in my opinion, it's the, it's the, it's the least amount of steps you need to do to get going. And, and that's why I recommend it. And this bobber here, the thill, thill, till, whatever it is, I'll just say thill, T H I L I L L premium balsa weighted float seven eighths inch. Um, that's the diameter of the barrel of the, uh, the bobber there. Um, it's like I said, it's orange on top, black on bottom. It's a dollar 34 piece at Walmart. So, uh, the lose Hank Parker rod and reel combo medium action, six foot two piece is 24 84. And now with the bobber a dollar 34, I got to shut that door guys. There's a lot of traffic right now. Um, so what I, another thing I would recommend guys, if possible, buy two to three of these bobbers. And the reason being is if you lose it, that way you have a I'm, man, I need to work on that door. Good night. Anywho, that way, if you lose it, you know, it happens sometimes you have a backup and you can keep fishing. And, um, so that's, that's the bobber I'd recommend just to, you know, for the ultra beginner and on the ultra budget, uh, they're good quality. Uh, they last a long time. If you take care of them, if you don't beat the crap out of them, they will last you a long, long time. Uh, you're more likely to lose it than you are to break it. Um, if you take care of it, that is. So, um, what in the heck? Okay. So the next uh, piece of uh, a tackle or hardware, uh, whatever you want to call it, is the split shot um, weights. And for the style of, of fishing, I'm, I'm kind of promoting and recommending here for the ultra beginner, you don't need a whole lot of weight. So um, I'm, I'm trying to find the appropriate size here, but man, they've changed a lot of stuff here on me, guys. Oh boy. So, oh, excuse me. Sorry. I'm yawning. It's ridiculous. Um, I am not sure on which size to honestly recommend at this point, because usually I do it by, uh, I just buy it out of habit. So, um, one cool thing about Walmart, and unfortunately, like I said, it's, it's all Chineseium. Um, they do have an Ozark trail brand of split shot weight. Now I do, I do think those are lead. Um, so be mindful of that. Uh, a lot of people are switching to non-toxic weights and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, for this exercise, um, uh, if you're just trying to get your toes in the water, it's not that big a deal. If you lose a, uh, split shot sinker, 
not that big a deal. Um, but if you do pursue it after the fact, I would recommend looking into a non-toxic, aka non-lead option of a split shot weight or sinker. Um, but again, guys, I apologize. I can't, I can't find the size here and I'm not, they list them by their sizes are kind of weird. Usually they're listed by, you know, how much of an ounce it is. Um, but long story short, the Ozark trail brand of split shot sinkers, uh, it'll just say split shot on the pack and it's a multi-pack here, guys, uh, usually based off of one size. Um, what I see is they range from most of them are 94 cents a pack and you really only need one pack. And, um, there is one that's at size seven, but that looks pretty small and that's a dollar 24. But, uh, the ones, the ones I, I typically use are just the round with a split in it. Basically it looks like a lead, a lead ball that has a notch in the middle of it. So you can take that notch, put it over your line, squeeze it with a pair of pliers or something like that. It doesn't have to be super tight, but you do want it snug, uh, squeeze it with a pair of pliers and you're good to go. And that's pretty much the the concept behind the split shot. That's why I like them. They're they're nice and easy. Now, um, since I can't I can't remember the size I got, guys. I do apologize. Basically, for the bobber setup that I recommended, and this uh, this this split shot is going to be approximately a quarter inch in diameter or less, just a fuzz less maybe. That's really all you need because you all you are also running a weighted bobber, um, so you don't need a giant sinker down there. And just a general rule of thumb, you want, um, if you look at most bobbers, they're going to have a, a, a color on a different color on top than on bottom. And then there's a white line or a, a different color line towards the middle of the bobber. You want just enough weight so that that middle line is roughly at the surface of the water. Um, that way you can clearly see when there is a fish biting your hook and that kind of thing. If you have too much weight, your bobber's going to sit too low in the water. It makes it really hard to see and tell if it was, uh, you know, the wind maybe or something like that. So you need just enough weight to hold that bobber about the middle range in the on the surface of the water. And like I said, 94 cents. I'm just going to write down 94 cents because I think that's what I paid for the last ones I did. And you only need one pack of those because they come in a a a uh, a pack of several of them. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the split shot. Now moving on to the um, the hook. Now this isn't the cheapest option, but this is the option that I have used for many, many, many years, and I I absolutely I you would be hard pressed to get me to use any other kind of hook. And the reason for that is is they make little panfish. Uh, they call them bait holder hooks, and they make all kinds of little hooks. And they look really cool and all that stuff, but I have had a, a tremendous amount of success with this hook. It is a simple hook. It's not very expensive. Uh, you like they come in a pack of fifty, and uh, for three dollars and seventy six, you get fifty. Sorry, three dollars and seventy six cents, you get fifty hooks. That's a pretty good deal. So the hook I'm talking about is the Eagle Claw Aberdeen light wire non-offset fishing hook and they just happen to come in the color gold i don't think the color has anything to do with it that's not why i buy them i buy them for the shape of the hook and the size of the hook uh, the hook opening so the size four is basically it's telling you how big the opening is on the hook 
And again, that's the Eagle Claw Aberdeen light wire non-offset fishing hook. And it just happens to be gold color. It is a 50 pack and it's $3.76. So that is plenty of hooks to get you by for a very long time for not a whole lot of money. And um, I, I like the way these hooks work. And I recommend size four because um, size four, in my opinion, is just big enough to keep small fish from biting your hook and stealing bait. And it's not too big to keep the target species from taking your bait. <clears throat> and so um, as far as bobber fishing goes, that's pretty much it for the hardware. Uh, the one other thing you're going to need is um one second here guys as i pull this page up is baked and um another another thing i see a lot of people do that it it it's just not um it's it's just a bad it's a mismatch guys is uh like i said uh, along with using a a bobber that's way too big using a hook that's way too big uh, using using hardware or tackle that's way too big for uh, the majority of the fishing, or, or at least the fishing I'm assuming they're doing, uh, because um, of where they're fishing and how they're fishing it. Um, less less is generally more, in my opinion. And like I said, you want you want just enough to present your bait and do so in a manner that isn't 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 uh, as intrusive as uh of what i've seen sometimes now the the number one bait that i recommend for um late spring into late fall for pan fishing uh specifically like uh bluegill uh red ear um brim in the south um even even perch to an extent and crappie will sometimes hit this bait but it's not really go to for crappie uh the number one uh, bait I recommend for general bait or pan fishing is red worms. Now, sometimes you'll see them called red wigglers. Um, sometimes it's just red worms. That is what I recommend. And I, I, I've seen a lot of people. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to look this up, guys, because, <laughs> um, man, they uh, they, I, they may not even list it on the website. Well, here's here's the 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 big bag of it basically uh in most in the um, at walmart in the fishing section the outdoors section just ask somebody if they have them they'll have a little cooler with uh, uh usually it's like uh, uh a tub of night crawlers they, they maybe have bee moths and usually like uh red worms um go for the red worms um i never I've never used night crawlers for panfish and I don't intend to. I'm sure you could do something with it, but um, more often than not, I think I, I, I've stuck with red wigglers, especially for um, for panfish uh, and specific, yeah, specifically, you know, um, uh, perch, brim, bluegill, sunfish, red ear, uh, rock bass, that kind of thing. That's that's really where red worms or red wigglers uh, really shine. Now you may catch a small bass on there. Um, it, but that's not your target species. If you're, if you're looking for panfish, uh, you may catch a crappie out of the blue. They, 
They generally crappie generally like a, a live target, like a minnow or something like that. They don't, they don't necessarily go for worms all that often, at least in my experience. And I, I've, I've fished for crappie a lot. Um, and it, maybe trout depending on the area, but again, uh, trout are pretty, in my experience, they're pretty picky and pretty finicky. And, uh, they tend, um, in my experience, they tend to go more with like a minnow. Um, but to get you out there, get you going. Um, I, I highly recommend red wigglers, red worms. It's, it's pretty much the same thing guys. And, um, one, because you're more, you're more apt to catch panfish with this. And, and really the areas that you can fish from shore, like by next to lily pads, next to, you know, if there's no one swimming in a swimming area, next to the swim pier, if they have one, next to the uh, the boat launch area, if they have one, um, something like that. That's generally where you'll, you'll find fish. Any kind, of, any kind of structure, especially around pads and stuff like that, um, you know, early to late summer, early fall, um, when the when the water temperature is kind of warmed up and stabilized that's where you're going to find your panfish uh from shore and so the red wigglers are they're a great bait for this that's my go-to and uh the other reason is for a beginner they also stay on the hook better and they're they're not hard to work with um now if uh i, I there's there's a lot of ways to do things but the way i hook the worm is i'll i'll uh i'll Basically, I'll, I'll hold the, the tip of the hook and I'll hold the worm and I'll just uh, run the hook through the worm, like stitching it on there, stitching it onto the hook, uh, leave about a half inch hanging off the top from the worm and a half inch on the bottom and kind of keep it close-ish to the bottom of the hook. You don't want it up by your line. You don't want it down by the barb, but uh, somewhere towards the bottom of that hook and you should be good to go. It'll stay on there pretty long. If, if your worm's not, if your worm's not active, get a new one. Um, you know, and I've, I've, I've also found that if you have a uh, little fish stealing, you know, little nips, or little nibbles of your worm here and there, and there's not much left, just throw a new one on when in doubt, put on fresh bait because the, the worst thing you can do when you're fishing with live bait is, uh, fish your bait past its life expectancy. <laughs> um, the reason it attracts fish and stuff like that is because it's it's moving, it's small, it's moving, and uh, they can eat it. Um, so if you got a dead worm, get rid of it. Um, that kind of thing. And um, as far as red worms or red wigglers go, I think that I think it's a couple bucks for a uh, a little can of them, little tub of them, whatever you want to call it. Um, super inexpensive, but uh, you know, some more tips with with that that bait in particular. Um, keep them cool. Don't, don't leave them in the sun. Um, keep them cool. Keep them in the shade. Uh, you know, if it's really hot outside, you know, throw, uh, you know, some cold water bottles in, in a cooler or something and put them in there too. You want to keep them cool and you want to keep them, uh, in the shade and they will last you a good long while. Now, another tip, uh, for the worms, when you are at the store, whether it's Walmart or a local bait shop or whatever it may be, and you're purchasing, worms um crack open the container that they're in you know don't dump them out per se but uh open the lid of the container stick your finger in there just scoop it up you know don't make a mess just scoop up the dirt stick your finger to the bottom if you can and just scoop up and make sure those worms are active make sure they're alive 
because um, you don't want to go buying dead bait when you need live bait, um, plain and simple. So always double check your, your bait, make sure it's alive. And that being said, that that right there, I, I tried to find it online, guys, but all I'm finding is like a bulk pack or a uh, cooler for these worms, which doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, uh, a, a can of worms, <laughs> a container of worms, whatever it is, it, it ranges anywhere from, I'd say, 2 to three fifty, two dollars to $3.50. And like I said, if you keep them cool, you keep them out of the sunlight, they will last you a very long time. Um, I honestly, I, I, when I buy, uh, worms like that for pan fishing and stuff, I, once I'm, you know, I'll keep them in a the cooler when I'm fishing. And when I get home from fishing, I will take them and I'll put them in that bottom drawer of the refrigerator and they will last. I, I, I've had worms last easily almost two months that way. And, um, yeah, so you can, you can really get your money's worth out of it. And, um, it's, it's really a good go-to for, um, pan fishing. I, I, honestly, it's my number one, I, the number one bait, I would, live bait, I would recommend for pan fishing. Um, man, these flies are driving me crazy. Anywho, so that kind of wraps up the whole bobber fishing thing. And uh, I'm just going to put $3 for the worms. So we're at, oh, let me do some some quick uh, guesstimation here, guys. So that I put it at this. Uh, so... Um, I'm just kind of ballparking, you know, I'm not really doing the math here, guys. Um, so again, uh, we're right around that, uh, that 30 ish dollars mark, uh, plus tax. And the cool thing is, uh, and, and another reason I recommended the lose Hank Parker spinning combo from Walmart, that's 2484. Um, the reason I recommended that is because, um, for right around, I'll say $35, you can get everything you need to kind of get going with pan fishing and, or you can get everything you need to kind of get going with bass fishing. Now, um, let me do a, just a fuzz more math here, guys. Um, not really math. I'm just kind of ballparking. Like I said, um, uh, trying to give you a total here. Uh, uh, just, just, yeah, just a ballpark figure. So I'm going to call that, um, we'll call that, uh, $18. So the, the two, the two styles of lure I recommended for bass fishing, just to kind of get you going. And, uh, in combination with the bobber, the split shot sinker, the hook and, um, the worms, um, that puts you right around, I'd say the 18 to $20 range for, for all of that. So we'll call it 20 bucks to make it just a nice, even number for math purposes here. Uh, since I'm just kind of doing this on the fly, I, I am decent at math, but I it's yeah. Anywho, you get the point. I'm just rounding up because you got tax and all that included. So roughly for, um, we're going to call it 20 bucks. And then um, whatever your sales tax is on the, the rod and reel combo, we'll just call that $28. Um, I'm kind of rounding up here, guys, to give you uh, kind of an, an overestimate, really. So roughly for $48, you could get the stuff I recommended for bass and the stuff I re recommended for bobber fishing for panfish and the rod and reel 
and you could even do both if you wanted to. Obviously not at the same time, <laughs> but uh, you could try bass fishing. And if that doesn't work for you, you can throw on your tackle for panda fishing, uh, you know, however it works out. But uh, like, like I said, um, for almost $30, you can get the stuff for bass fishing. And for just around $30, you can get all the stuff for, for pan fishing. Uh, and that includes, that includes, if you just want to do bass fish, that includes the rod and reel. And if you just want to do pan fish, that includes the rod and reel price also. And so the other style of pan fishing, I, I would recommend if you're looking, uh, looking for a more active style of fishing where you're casting and retrieving, casting and retrieving, um, the other stuff I would recommend, um, again, it's not very expensive, but, um, it, it is more expensive compared to the other options. Uh, I mean, for panfish, that is, it's, it's, it's not hard to rack up a lot of money in lures. I can tell you that much right now, but, um, you don't have to spend a lot to get, to get your, to get experience and, and just try it. Um, one lure I, I, I recommend for, uh, pan fishing. Now this, uh, when you're fishing, pan fishing with lures, um, you will catch more than just what you may be intending to catch. Um, so, um, when I, when I am pan fishing, uh, or fishing for pan fish, I should, I should say with lures, I've caught crappie, trout, uh, bluegill, sunfish, uh, rock bass, small largemouth bass, uh, smallmouth bass. I've caught a, a large variety of species depending on where I'm at and how I'm fishing this. And I use that to my, my advantage to target certain species. Um, so there's a lot that you can do with this um, depending on where you are, how you're working it, that kind of thing. Um, the one thing I'll recommend is if you are throwing lures for panfish, um, try to do it from some, some sort of uh, like a swimming pier dock thing. Uh, try to do it from a uh, uh, a dock at the boat ramp, uh, something like that that gets you a little bit further out, so you can hopefully get past the weeds, because that's one of the biggest issues you're going to run into is um, all those weeds up closer to shore while you're casting over them and retrieving to them. So you're going to have a little bit of a battle there, but if you can find a spot next to those weeds where it's not as weedy, where you can finish your retrieve or at least make a decent cast, you should be okay. Um, as far as the fish go, I'm not sure. It just depends on the body of water, but the number one lure I recommend for, uh, for panfish, I, I used it for walleye. I've used it for crappie. I've used it for smallmouth. I've used it for bluegill. I've used it for perch. Um, it's a very versatile lure. Um, it, that is the Berkeley flicker shed. Now I can't find the specific one that I, I, I use a lot. There's a hand, a couple of them I use a lot. I can't find that specific one on the website. Maybe they, they, they're not carrying it. Uh, um, I'm, I'm still trying to trying to find it here a little bit, guys. It's not a very big lure. Um, oh, is that it right there? That might be it. Um, but these lures, they, they range in weight and they range in size. I prefer the smaller version of it for pan fishing uh, just because it's easier, you know, smaller hook, smaller lure. Um, that kind of thing, um, somewhere around the, uh, three sixteenth, three sixteenth to five sixteenth ounce size is what I, what I use. I prefer the three sixteenth, um, and the three sixteenth, uh, they range from, 
at least online, it ranges from 395 to 580. Was that 586? I'm seeing to 544. Now let me scroll down and find that one that I was I was kind of looking for in general. Uh, yeah, so the one I use um, is a uh, three sixteenths. It's uh, five dollars and forty four cents. I've used this a lot. Um, it's the Berkeley Flicker Shad Fishing Lure Pearl White three sixteenth ounce, and it's five dollars and forty four cents. I have caught so many fish on some of these that I've actually had to uh, replace them. And uh, I, I actually use this a lot for walleye too. And um, there's a couple of them that they have, you can see where the teeth have, have like gouged the back of this lure from the walleye strikes. But that's a lure I recommend. And like I said, try to avoid the weeds. Uh, try to find a place where you can fish uh, adjacent to the weeds, but not dragging through the weeds because it'll just drive you nuts. Um, and uh, again with this... Um, there's a lot of ways you can work this lure. Um, the way I recommend starting out is, uh, like I said, fishing next to weeds, but not through weeds and just a nice steady retrieve. Nothing too fast. Just if you know anything about music, uh, like a four, four, uh, uh, four, four rhythm, four, four timing, whatever it is, you know, the one, two, three, four, two, two, three, that kind of thing. Um, if you can clap to a song, you can do this. So, uh, think of, you know, like happy birthday or something in your head or anything like that, whatever your, whatever your, your favorite simple song is. And, uh, when you're, when you're the handle of your spinning reel is on top, when it goes to the bottom, that's one. When it comes back to the top, that's two. When it goes to the bottom, that's three. When it comes back to the top, that's four. Okay. So imagine you're, you're, you cast and you're retrieving and one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. There's not that much to it. You guys can expand on that. You can, you can adapt and change things up, try different things. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's really one of the cool things about fishing is exploring different, uh, possibilities and methods. And again, check out YouTube. There's at endless amounts of information on there. Now that lure is the one I recommend, um, uh, almost more than anything. Um, but like I said, um, you got to be careful and mindful of weeds because it has trouble hooks on it. And you will find yourself uh, dredging the bottom of the lake in a hurry if you're not mindful of where you're casting that. Now, the other option I like to use a lot is a Johnson Beetle Spin. And um, I don't go too big with this, uh, but I've also found that if you go too small with this, um, it can be hard to cast sometimes. Um, there's not a lot of weight to it. And um, I see there's the the one thirty second ounce option. It's a little kit. comes with, uh, let's see, one, two, five different uh, little soft plastics that go on this, this thing. And basically, it's a, a jig hook with a little spinner. It's nothing fancy, but they work great. And like I said, just a nice steady retrieve. You know, the, the one, two, three, four, it works just fine. And um, you can work this a little bit better around some weeds and stuff. And you can kind of work through weeds like lily pads and stuff sometimes. But again, it, you're dragging a hook through weeds. Uh, be mindful of that. You know, it. it's just it's it's par for the course, guys. You you might you might snag a weed. You might get it back. You might not. I'm not sure. Um, it's all situational. So be mindful of that. Don't be afraid of weeds, but at the same time, 
you know, no, it's no fun trying to fish in weeds. And um, unfortunately, guys, I'm not seeing too many options on Walmart's website for this particular lure. They range anywhere uh, from a uh, $2 to like $4. Um, every Walmart I've ever been to has them. It's Berkeley. Uh, Berkeley owns it. It's the Johnson Beetle Spin. Um, we'll just click on this one real quick and uh, give you guys a rough idea. Like I said, this is one and 30, uh, one thirty second ounce. I'm trying to find the step up from that because that's, I, I, I use two sizes from time to time, depending on the, um, how I'm fishing it and where I'm fishing it. So let's see here. Where are we at? So they range from an eighth ounce to 16th ounce to 32nd ounce to half ounce to quarter ounce. Um, really the biggest I go with this is probably quarter ounce. Uh, uh, the 32nd ounce is pretty small. So I'd recommend, um, honestly, eighth ounce, uh, to quarter ounce, uh, quarter ounce is going to be kind of, kind of bigger. So if you're really targeting panfish with this, uh, eighth ounce is probably your go-to in my opinion. Uh, even, um, maybe 16th ounce. Um, but, um, yeah, like I said, they range, oh, let's just click on this one. See how, see how, see if the price changes on this one right here. Um, well that, that's a completely different lure. Thanks Walmart. But yeah, check them out guys. Uh, nice study retrieve beetle spin. It works great. I've, I've caught some really weird fish on beetle spin that I wasn't targeting, but I've also, I've I literally, I've caught walleye on this. I've caught bluegill on this. I've caught crappie perch, um, all kinds of stuff. And like I said, it depends on location and, and how you're kind of uh, working that bait and where you're, you know, how much you let it sink versus how fast you retrieve, that kind of thing. I've caught bass on them before, too, on some bigger ones. Um, so it's it's kind of an all-around um, inexpensive way to get your uh, toes in the water and, and get you out there. And so as far as those two lures go, the Berkeley Flicker Shad, and I apologize, I can't remember the, the size I just had for that one. Um, but in the beetle spin, so you're looking at maybe I'm, I'm just going to ballpark on a, a high estimate of $10 here. So add that to the grand whopping total for the rod, the bass tackle, the bobber fishing, panfish tackle, and the panfish lures. I, I, I kind of recommend to get you uh, to, you know, break the ice for you. Um, you're sitting right around 60 bucks. It's probably gonna be less than that, but around 60 bucks, give or take a little bit. And, um, that is, is really my ultra budget beginner's guide or beginner's, um, basic gear for fishing. Um, there's, there's an unlimited amount of money you could probably spend on fishing guys. I mean, it, it, it just gets nuts. It just depends on what you want to do, how you want to do it, where you want to do it, that kind of thing. It, it, you can spend a ton, but you don't have to. And as far as this rod and reel combo goes, the, the lose Hank Parker spinning combo. Um, if you take care of it, that should last you a good long while. Uh, the only thing I'd be hesitant about is over, over a couple of years or so, or depending on how much you fish and all that kind of stuff, that reel will probably need replaced after a couple seasons, maybe three or four seasons. I'm not sure. Um, and who knows? It may last you a lifetime. I have no idea, but that's one thing. That's the only thing about that combo that I, I would be kind of, uh, mindful of is that you may have to replace that at some point in time. But the cool thing is, is you can go replace the reel, put it, put a new reel on your rod and you're still good to go. You don't have to go buy a brand new combo. You don't have to go buy whatever. You can just replace that reel and get it a really nice reel, um, to put on that rod. But 
that is that's all I have for you guys right now. Um, like I said, for the uh, strategies, the techniques, and stuff like that, please uh, in like knot tying and stuff like that. Uh, if you have any questions about any of that stuff, where whether it's knot tying or how to fish a certain lure, the uh, where to catch these fish, that kind of thing, uh, just check out YouTube. There's plenty of resources and stuff like that, and um, it'll definitely help you get steered in the right direction. But that is my uh, ultra budget beginner's guide to get you into fishing without a ton of money. And I, I hope this helps somebody. I hope someone appreciates it. Um, for all three of you guys listening, I don't know why that cracks me up every time. For all three of you guys listening, I appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you're liking the podcast so far. If you guys could do me a massive favor, I would greatly appreciate it. Check out Hastings Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And stay tuned for more Hastings Outdoors content. Thanks for listening.